Saints and the Angels, St. John Bosco, Don Bosco, 1815-1888. When St. John Bosco dedicated the famous Marian Shrine in Turin, Italy, Our Lady Help of Christians, he used three different types of choral groups. This was to enrich the music with a fullness, a strength, and an intensity that would resound throughout the church, filling it and the people, the mystical body of the church. Standing on one side of the sanctuary was a choir of all males. They represented the church militant. They sang of hope in the midst of the hopelessness, the sorrow and suffering on earth. On the other side of the sanctuary was a second male choir. They represented the poor souls in purgatory as they intoned their desire and yearning to be with the Lord in his heavenly kingdom. But right in the middle, directly under the high dome, were two hundred of the sweetest, most angelic voices. There was not a male voice amongst them. St. John Bosco used all female voices to represent the angels of paradise. And they had not coerced him into doing so. He freely chose the young women for this mission. Or did he? Don Bosco and El Grillo, the Great One. Making the statement, the chapter will not be complete without, becomes a pat phrase when speaking of Don Bosco. El Grillo, the great dog, really had nothing to do with Don Bosco's ministry, but very possibly he had a lot to do with his ability to perform his ministry. Don Bosco actually devoted the last chapter of his autobiography, Memoirs of the Oratory, to his good friend El Grillo. So if it was important enough for the master to talk about him, we can also share about the great dog. We have to preface it by telling you that a lot of people didn't like Don Bosco, probably more hated him than loved him. Attempts on Don Bosco's life became a commonplace occurrence. Either dissident religious groups wanted to get him or political groups. But between the two, he really had to be on his toes. He got to the point where he could pretty well sense when he was being set up for an attempt on his life. Usually, someone would come and ask him to go to the home of a sick person to administer the last sacraments of the church. That's where he was most vulnerable. Most times, he will try to bring two or more of his four strong young people with him for protection. But there were times when he was alone on the street or was not able to bring anyone with him. That's when he will find El Grillo. No one ever knew where he came from or where he will go after the incidents. The first instance took place in 1854 when Don Bosco was returning home late at night. He was in a very bad section of Torrent. He saw two men in front of him, walking slowly, keeping up with his pace. He wasn't sure they were after him, but as he speeded up, they speeded up. If he slowed down, they did the same. He crossed to the other side of the street. When they did the same, he knew he was in trouble. He turned around to retreat, but they jumped him and threw a black cloak over his head. He tried to fight them, but it was no use. They were attempting to jam a cloth inside his mouth when all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a huge, gray, hideous-looking mastiff emerged from the darkness and came charging at them. His growls sounded like those of a wolf or a bear. He lunged at Don Bosco's attackers. They were frightened right down to their toes. 
They pleaded with Don Bosco to call him off. He would agree to when they agreed to stop accosting passers-by. They ran for their life. El Grillo didn't chase them. He stayed by Don Bosco's side. From that time on, whenever Don Bosco came home late, after he passed the last of the buildings, El Grillo would come from out of nowhere to walk him home. Many people from the oratory saw El Grillo. One time, he barged into the oratory. Everyone was frightened, but then he ran up to Don Bosco, nuzzled his face into his friend, and ran off. Don Bosco never made a big deal about El Grillo, who he was, where he came from, why he stayed around for 30 years. Don Bosco writes that the last time he saw El Grillo was in 1866, but he finished writing his memoirs some years before he died, so he did not chronicle all his adventures with El Grillo. There is a recorded incident that El Grillo accompanied Don Bosco on the road to Ventimiglia, near the French border, as late as 1883. When Don Bosco shared this with a friend, she marveled because dogs just don't live that long. Don Bosco smiled and said, well, maybe it was his son or grandson. He didn't want to get into it with her. The Salesian sisters testified that they experienced El Grillo's protection on three occasions between 1893 and 1930. Who or what was El Grillo? Many Salesians said they had seen him. Did he protect Don Bosco and the Salesians for 80 years? His origins have never been officially investigated, but there are theories. In 1870, Don Bosco commented, It sounds ridiculous to call him an angel, yet he is no ordinary dog. Our only comment is, why not an angel? Please load our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Here is how to download our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Simply, with your iPhone or Android device, go to the App Store, search for Bob and Penny Lord app, and download it. It's that simple. Here's what you can do with our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Number one, the, there's a link to our marketplaces, our websites, uh, our uh, blog, and this podcast. The second link is to our Bob and Penny Lord TV channel, where you can access all of our videos as seen on EWTN, plus a whole lot more. Thank you very much.